0: This is Above Grade with J.S. Brown and your host, Bryce Jacob.
1: You're listening to Above Grade, your one-stop podcast for all things remodeling in Central Ohio. This is Bryce Jacob with J.S. Brown and Company, here with Greg Hansberry. We're going to light you up today.
2: Woo! We're infotainingly, educating.
1: <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> Woo! That's what we're gonna yeah. do. We're gonna light people up today. And that normally, what we just baited someone is for a topic on electricity right, or lighting. Yeah. But we, you know, we got a we lighting have nothing guy Nothing to in? do with that today. <laughs> we're
2: just gonna light you up with information. This is a fun. This is gonna be a fun show today. Well, you've already warned me to be warned that you're gonna put me on the spot, but I don't know yeah, exactly what you're throwing at me. Yeah, so. I like to. I like to give Greg surprises. If you haven't figured it out by now, um,
1: this will do it because. We've been doing this for a long time, and we've had a lot of fun over the past mm-hmm, year yeah. uh, with these shows, interviewing experts and, and meeting folks as well in the community and covering a lot of different remodeling topics. So there's a lot of good information out there. And now you have really good knowledge, I would say, of just about every area of the home. I like
2: to say uh, and just enough to be dangerous, as they say, you
1: know, just well, enough to talk. I know you're gonna nail this stuff okay good so today what i thought we'd do we do something a little bit different than what we've done in the past i don't have a guest on so you're my guest today okay but we've gotten a lot of questions from our listeners over time we've we've asked them to go to abovegrade at jsbrowncompany.com send us an email with their question if they don't if they have something on their mm-hmm. mind the right. project they're thinking about that's kind of different um and we're i get those questions and and give them answers so um i want to Read some of those questions that we've gotten over the last year, and uh, I'd like all to right. see how you would answer. Oh, great! Them. Okay, all right. All right. Let's so do we're going to put you on the spot. Let's we do also it. have something else that's kind of special. You know, we have an interview from your wife yeah. that we've never played, uh, and that's coming up a little bit later yeah, in the show. Gets, she
2: gets a lot of airplay on this show because you know I always try to impress her with my knowledge. And yep. uh, you know, we we ran into her out at a, a sunny ninety-five block party. We did. And you actually <laughs> got to meet her and, and push her on some of the info. I did, and I was I was blown away with her knowledge. She's smart.
1: Yeah, well, she's, she's, she's I mean, I, I think she's listening to the show I think so. I more think than you it. are when you're even standing here. So she was very, very knowledgeable. But this gives you a chance to redeem yourself. So everyone's okay, going to get a chance to meet your wife and listen to her uh, in an interview that we did. So you'll want to stay tuned uh, for that coming up. But here are some of the questions. So I'm going to read you the question. And I'm kind of curious uh, how you might answer the question. And don't be afraid to answer these questions uh, just with whatever comes to mind. And I'll tell <laughs> okay. you how I answered them, okay? All right, deal. All right, so the, f- the first one, this is Sandy. All right. And she's from Upper Arlington. And what she wrote to me was, I want to add ceiling lights in my bedrooms. Do I need an electrician or is this something I can have my son do?
2: Oh, well, this is one thing I know for sure. When it comes to electricity... Don't screw around with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I I think if uh the, the the as far as I would go is if the, you know maybe changing a fixture or adding uh you know installing a, a fan yep. or a light fixture I, you know I think that's a DIYer but once you start running wires and playing with exposed wires and and outlets and circuit breakers get the pros to do it yeah
1: yeah and that's an excellent answer I mean the first question I had back to her was. Who's your son? Well,
2: yeah, it's your son an electrician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is he Mr.
1: Electric? Then, yeah, have him do it. Um, but no, it was not Mr. Electric or anyone who was an electrician. And uh, the other clarifying thing was, did she want new lights or, to your point, replace the existing lights with new ones? And she mm-hmm. wanted to add lights where they were not. Oh, yeah. And so the recommendation I'd have for anybody is, is just to have an electrician do it. Don't get a neighbor who says, oh, I've done that and I know how to wire that stuff up. Uh, the number one reason the house is burned down are electrical fires, sure. and Safety. it's because of faulty wiring that someone does, or they try to do it themselves, and the wires are touching a insulation or the paper on insulation, and it just ignites it, and it creates yeah. a hot spot against the wood. There's all kinds of things that happen if it's not done by a professional electrician. You want someone else to be accountable for it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and there are some insurance companies, they find out you are monkeying around with you know, your, your wires, uh, that kind of thing isn't going to be covered when you burn your house down. Mm-hmm. So you gotta be real careful with it. So, um, so Sandy was grateful for the information and I, I hope that Sandy got new lights in her ceiling and it wasn't done by her son.
2: And just uh, for a quick little project like that, like you wouldn't necessarily go to JS Brown. Do you have an, uh, a, a good resource of where you could find a good, um, licensed electrician? Yeah, you know, depending on the lights that you're picking
1: up, there are some lighting stores in town. Northern Lightings are a really, really great store that we work with often. Um, people walk in off the street and they they buy lights. And you can always ask those folks if they know of an electrician that they would use for that particular light mm. that they want to install where there isn't a the current light. Um, that's one of the ways to go about doing it. So you you can partner up that person with the particular light you're selecting. The other is you can buy your lights and contact an electrician just by going online and searching a good electrical company that actually does um, consumer service directly. You know there are a lot of contractor companies out there. They just work um, electrical contractors that work for contractors like JS Brown. Sure. That wouldn't do one-off type things. Okay. It's too expensive, or it's not worth their time because they're right. doing major jobs that have a lot of. A uh, lot going on and they're not equipped to send someone out to put you know six lights in in a house and wire it but there are many that will do that but you can go online and just do uh, a residential um, electrician search. google that yeah, do a search what, and see who's got some good ratings you know, and go check for them it. out the other thing you can do is call nary you, know, oh, you know nary's a great way to go and see which electricians they have as a member there um, you can call the better business Bureau, but both of those resources are going to tell you someone who's licensed, insured, bonded, you know, they're not a fly by the seat of their pants and you would want a licensed electrician working in your home, especially if they're tying electric into a new, uh, into your panel. You know, I, I you should see the hornet's nest I've seen in electric panels in homes. I've walked into <laughs> oh, like, that was not done by an electrician. <laughs> uh, gosh, that looks like it was done by Edward Scissors Oh <laughs> man. So, uh, another question. Let's move on. All right. This is from Jeff from Grove city there is a large tree about two feet from my house and I'm getting water in my basement. Do I have to remove the tree or can I just put in steel beams in the basement to keep the foundation from pushing in? That's an interesting one. You know, I get a lot of questions about foundations and what they do because people do get water in their basements. Uh, Their homes are below the water table in some Mm -hmm. areas around here and uh, they get a lot of moisture in the basement. And we talk about some things in our preventative uh maintenance series um on things you can do with grade and things that you need to do to get water getting a- pulling away from your foundation so you don't get water in your basement but when you have big trees that are up against your eyes you shouldn't have anything two feet away that's a large tree because that root system if you look at trees their root system hey, you didn't let me answer it
2: oh shoot i didn't well because but, th- but you're going to say exactly what i just i said. was getting ready All to right. say the same thing no well <laughs> i don't well, i'm know, just blabbering I- on you answer it Go I don't know it. anything about this, but I was going to say, take the damn tree out.
1: <laughs> there you go.
2: Well, um, we—I know what you are getting ready to go on too, but also, uh, you just don't want it falling on your house. I always hear about it getting caught into the the plumbing system, going right, out of the, the roots. Mm-hmm. Just take the tree out. But finish to finish here. Yeah, I cheated you. I cheated at. you. Oh my gosh. I just <laughs> i am going to count that as a right for me. Yeah, y- you are right.
1: <laughs> yeah. He should have the tree taken out. You should never have a tree that close to your house. the okay. The root systems. If you look at the canopy of a tree, your roots are typically going out of this as far the size as the, of the canopy. Sure. So, whenever we're planting an addition, we're always looking at where is the canopy of the tree in relation to where the addition would go, and how invasive are we going to be into a, a tree that may be there. Um, and so, if there's a tree two feet from the house, you know, and and, and unless it's a telephone pole, right, um, that was once a tree, you're you're going to have a root problem. And those the if you've ever seen how trees grow around fences and mm-hmm. how they push things over yeah. they're powerful and that's great cra- percent the just, concrete yeah, uh, uh, sidewalks. sidewalks everything i mean that the roots are very very strong and if you've ever seen a car hit a tree it like chips the bark and the tree is ni- or the car is annihilated so i mean they're they're very very strong sure. things and they're going to push your foundation right in you can put steel but that thing is going to – it's not going to help your foundation. He, you know, Jeff needs to take that tree out and uh, and have the stump ground and do all that stuff so it doesn't grow even after the tree is cut down because mm. it can for a short
2: period of time. You just don't even want that thing moving. So, yep.
1: Yeah, that was going to – okay. I won't make the same mistake twice. That's all right. That's, I, I, that's, that's I probably my, won't
2: know this one, but go ahead. the
1: slap on my wrist. All right, here we go. Uh, this question. This is Michelle from Powell. I'm looking to purchase a home in Bexley. Is there anything I should be concerned about with buying an older home?
2: Hmm. Well, I think we touched on this with the with Sandy uh, from our Upper Arlington. I think mean, I think electric would yeah. be one of the first things I would look at. Yeah. Um and I I think um you have talked about this in the past with some of the remodel projects in some of these older homes, you know, if you if you have a an old beautiful roof, for example, and you need to repair part of it. Well, you might have a hard time finding the same materials to to match what yeah. you have. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I mean, I think electric would be the first thing. And I, I know that there are probably all sorts of different fire code issues that probably were not uh, in play a hundred yeah. years ago. Yep. I don't. Know. Those but, are all really good things. What, yeah. What do you? What else would, would somebody look out for? Yeah. So I think for Michelle,
1: you know, when I I. I followed up with her, um, there are a lot of, I mean, an older home doesn't mean it's a bad home. Sure. You know, they're, the homes down in Bexley, many of them are well taken care of. They're beautiful. They have old mechanicals, but they've been maintained. And so having someone go in and really take a look as she's think before she puts an offer, and of course, after everyone puts an offer on a home an inspector goes in, but you're already emotionally, you know, transitioning. Yeah. So yeah. that that's uh, depressing when you find out news that you maybe could have found out previously. Um, is go out and, and look at the mechanicals. That's one of the things. Look at the windows. Mm-hmm. You know, see what the efficiency is. Um, just take a look at the structure itself. Stone, brick, all those things, if you're planning to put additions on, they're very expensive to put additions on. Not just because of the matching material issue you brought up, but tying into Mm -hmm. the structure and what you're taking out to try to tie the new into is really (laughs) crumbling half of the wall. Yeah. uh, yeah. In some cases and, and, and matching those materials up. Most of those homes are plaster uh, unless they've had remodeling work and converted it out to drywall. So plaster is very messy. Um, Many of those homes have boiler systems in them. Um, Maybe abandon the furnaces. Just look at the age of the furnace. I mean, it's advice you'd have in any home, but just get a good feel of how well the home has been maintained. You'll know walking up the sidewalk if the home is well maintained because you're going to see it when you approach that house. And if it has a fresh coat of paint on it, be nervous. It does. You know? <laughs> I mean, I I was so literally funny. I was out at a uh, a house a few weeks ago, and there it was an over a million dollar house that these people put an offer on, and they wanted me to go look at it to um, see what some of these projects they wanted to do would what what we could do with them and. As we were around in the backyard, they had a deck on this house, huge, sprawling deck. and They hadn't closed on the house yet. And this deck was freshly painted. And I was looking at it, and it looked like it was in really bad condition. And so I walked up, and I bent down to an area and just took my finger and pressed against the paint, and it was like painting over a sponge. Mm, nice. and. I started checking that whole deck out, and I was like, they just painted over a problem. And and they made it look really pretty with a coat of paint, but they even painted over the leaves, which was a big no-no. Oops. Because there are some leaves and some little twigs down in the cracks, and they just sprayed over the whole thing. Quick, well, get it done. I reached, put my finger through a hole that was showing and felt the underside of the deck, and when I pulled my finger out, it was all covered in just debris, sure. the brown from the deterioration. of the Decaying wood. And, uh, you know, I, I said, look, th- there's, there's about 30 to $40,000 in repairs that you're going to have on this deck. And if you aren't addressing this before you purchase the home, you're not doing yourself a service because someone's going to step out here and go through Bump. it. And they, they called me back and they said, Hey, we. We told them we found this, and they said they're going to replace the whole dump, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, We owe you a beer, yeah. man. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they, I got to thank you, and that was as far as it went. And um, not doing their remodeling projects, but now they're nervous about other things in the home, which you should be because if people are starting to cover things with paint, um, it would make me very nervous to go in a home that's not well-maintained. There was indications of water damage on the inside of the house as well from things that just hadn't been addressed. Mm. Uh, it was a it was a home I you know, I just said you might you might want to think about um, resending the offer. There's there's some damage in here. Uh, you know, for a million dollars, you don't want to have a money pit sure come rearing its head. Anyway, all right. So who we, uh, let's see? My next question. I'm going to go on to Peggy from Worthington. She has a good question here. We have a detached garage that needs torn down. Is it possible to reuse the foundation and slab of the existing garage? Or do we need to tear that out as well? And how much will that cost? So kind of a couple questions sure. in one. Do we need to tear it down? If we do,
2: what will it cost? So kind of two prices in there. Um, I, I don't, I'm don't. i just taking a stab at this, but I would venture to say if the structure of the slab is intact, you could probably reuse it. Okay. Um, and then again, as we're talking about, we just had our last episode, if you listened to it, talked about cost of, of projects. I guess the cost of it depends on on a lot of variables. You know, maybe they if they demolish it themselves, that'll save some bucks. How fancy do they want it? Do they want a bathroom? Oh. Do they want a workshop in it? Do they want a, a double garage with beautiful fancy, uh, you know, high tech garage door openers and lights? I, you know, I I defer to you on this. Cause this is this is the one yeah. of the, the the talking points that you've been harping on. You know, prices. It's just hard to throw a number out. Yeah, it's indicative of the scope. Uh, to your to your point, and so
1: the first question I asked her was, "Is the current garage size adequate?" Yeah, do you know, want to make it bigger? Right, yeah. yeah. Because if it if it's adequate, then I'd have to look at the foundation and look at the condition of the slab to even be able to answer that next question. Uh, to your point, if the slab and the foundation are in good shape, yeah, you can rebuild you a dilapidated garage. Typically, as long as the foundation is appropriately placed and it's depth to footers. So you have a good solid foundation, but there's, you can essentially do that. Um, and that saves a lot of money. Sure. So, you know, if, if the answer comes back and she was like, yeah, it's a fine, it's a two car garage. It's just, we just need to tear it down. And in that case I might say, well, let me look at it and see if you really even need to tear it down. You know, sometimes the structure is okay. It's what's covering the structure is not, and it's, it's a matter of, let's just reside the thing mm-hmm. and get a new roof on it. You know, that's all that's wrong with it. But, um, you know, the, that's, so the cost, I, you can't answer anyway until you really know what someone's putting into it. There are garage companies that go out there and they put, you know, I was just talking to a guy a couple weeks ago, um, where he said, yeah, we've got a garage company coming out to do our garage. And and I said, Oh, cool. You know, what, what are you doing with the garage? He said, yeah, we're going to build it right back there. It's a two car garage. And I said, well, do you have plans for it or, you know, uh, what's it look like? And he's like, well, I think it's going to, you know, he didn't have any plans. Right. It came out of this. He, he, and I said, okay, so you know what the price is, but you don't really even know what you're paying for in that particular garage. And he goes, you know, I didn't think, I said, are you, what's your garage door material? Is there glass in your garage door or is it a solid garage door? Is it insulated? And he goes i don't i don't know i don't know well what are you paying for you know because he's like i got a really good price on a garage and it's like this is where there's a big disconnect in our industry is someone gets a really good price but they don't understand the Mm trade-off so their expectation isn't in alignment with the reality of what they just purchased and so they get upset because they go into this and the and then the contractor pulls this oh well if you want that door it's four thousand dollars more sure and the next thing you know, you're creeping up like, oh, you wanted a window in the garage. Oh, in a service door? Because I said, is there a service door so you can access the yard to the garage sure, or do you right, just yeah. open, the, I, you know, I don't know. No, I don't know. And are, are they putting the slate on that like your house has, or is this just dimensional shingles? Why, I would assume they're gonna match my house. Ooh, assumption. Yeah, yeah there it is. That's you know that's, what and, happens. And, when, and so he said, assume. you're making me nervous. And I said, well, I'm making you wise. And so I think those are questions that you should be asking because he didn't know if it had a gable roof or a flat roof. I mean, he knew nothing about it other than the price. And so I just said, you may want to, before you get into this too far, have them start, get clarification on these things because there's you should, as a consumer, you should ask the questions that are going around in your head, never assume. I, I, I love it when people ask questions for clarification because then I feel better about, the understanding of, of them knowing what we're delivering to sure. them. Because, boy, oh, boy, this guy is heading for a big problem if he just embarks on this garage and anything isn't perfect for him.
2: Right. So yep. No yeah, scary stuff.
1: Yep. So, all right, here we go. Let's keep rolling. Are you ready for the tip of the week? You want a tip oh, for the week? Yeah, let's do the tip. I, this is one of my favorite tips of the week. It's it, it is very plain and simple right here. Here's the tip, plain and simple. If you're liking this episode of Above Grade... You need to download all the episodes of above, above Grade and binge listen to The Point of Addiction. If you're already addicted, that's awesome. Send us your questions to grade at JSBrownCompany.com and we'll get back to you and we'll even play your questions on the air like we're doing right now. That is the tip of the week. That's, great. that's a great tip. Yeah, they should do that.
2: Are you addicted? I, oh, yeah. That's what we're trying oh yeah. to do. We're, we're trying to build one Above Grade addict at a time. We need we you know like uh, Jimmy Buffett has parrot heads. We need yeah. to he- come up with our own like thing. Above grade nuts. zombies. Zo- yeah. Zombies. Okay, we'll, we'll work yeah. on those. It. Are out of the grave.
1: So <laughs> I don't know. Out of the grave, not above the. Yeah. Anyway, we'll come up with something. If you can come up with a good name to call yourself as a groupie of above grade, the Gradies. Yeah, <laughs> above <some> Gradies. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Okay. I don't. We're not going to ask you to name it. We'll go. We'll get someone else. <laughs> uh, but you can try though. We'll just we'll all just right. keep
2: pushing the show out. You guys keep bingeing.
1: That's right. That's all we want. So okay, let's go back to our questions from our our loyal uh, listeners of Above Grade. Here's one, Angie, back in Upper Arlington here. So she said we want to finish our basement, but the ceiling heights are pretty low. Is there anything we can do to lower the basement floor or get more height?
2: Ooh, um. Uh, again, I don't know specifics on this, but I, I feel like in the past you've said something similar to the fact of nothing's impossible if <laughs> if if you got the checkbook. But, <laughs> well, that uh, is true. Uh, yeah. So I I wouldn't know. You hear that, Angie? About <laughs> how I, it sounds like it would be very difficult, but I f- would think that we've got enough uh, you know resources and engineers uh, available that could come up with a way to make it happen. Yeah, I mean, if you can move
1: a house, right? You can lower a baseball. sure. So you're right that that is something that um, I can tell you I've never done uh, because it's cost prohibitive Sure, in most cases. Is it possible? Yeah. Does anybody out there want to do it? No. (laughs) So it's already expensive. And then to have someone do something that's an absolute nightmare of a project and the liability and the risk and all of those things, you're going to pay just for that nightmare that someone's going to have to manage through. And it almost is that if you want to pay me this, then I'll do it. And it's a name your, you know, Some contractor, astronomical name number, your price. Yeah. yeah, it is. And, you know, it's not, you can't just go in very easily in under an existing home. Think of the access. Sure. There's very little, unless it's a walkout basement. Still, you're going to have to put new footers in around the whole foundation. So you're underpinning everything. You're jacking the whole house up to stabilize it while you're digging under it wow. to put in new footers and then pour a new slab floor. So you're jackhammering out the old and piecing it out. Talking about breaking out of prison with a spoon. Right. That's about as close as you get to it in our line of work when you're trying to work under there. I've had a lot of people call and say, hey, we've got a full basement. We love the depth of it, but our crawl space we wish was full basement too. Can you dig our crawl out to expand our basement? And that's different because that's going to be a little bit less expensive and it's possible to do um, because you already have a foundation that's at the right depth that you'll eventually tie into But In mm-hmm. essence, you're doing the exact same thing in, in lowering a basement. You can't just jack the house up and put it on another course of block. Cause that is a possibility. I mean, you, you could do that. So there's a couple of ways of attacking it. You could raise the house. And you could put more <laughs> at this corks rate. As a yeah, block. Just,
2: again, it's just easier just to move. Or, or yeah. if they, w- uh, you might as well have a
1: surgery to remove a couple inches yeah. from your legs to f- wow. make it feel taller in there. Because <laughs> that's you know, a good option.
2: <laughs> it is an option. So uh, yeah. then I don't have to remodel it. Well, I think that's where something like the JS Brown, where you have the design, build, remodel, the combo, because those first m- meetings, you have the staff that are saying, "Why do you want to do this? Is it because you want extra space?" Uh, you want a man cave you want a place for the kids and you might say well why don't you might be able to come up with other more reasonable options for them than this nearly impossible project yeah that's project. right
1: you know and there's some there's some design techniques you can use as well that makes a space feel taller and one we did in in upper arlington uh, was we didn't put uh, the ceiling covering in So they had the joist, the floor joist that you see, which hold up the floor above. And uh, we left that exposed but painted it. And it's Mm. kind of an industrial or more, you know, um, rustic look, if you will. But we moved some of the wiring and moved some of the plumbing and just uh, that extra height. Even though there's an obstruction, the bottom of the joist, there's visual depth that goes up another 10 inches commonly. You have two by tens, Mm -hmm. So you get a little bit more of that height and you can do some cool things with lighting in there. And we did a perimeter where we actually ran drywall around the perimeter and used some reclaimed barnwood and ran um, an edge profile around that, uh, so it it created like a tray effect. And in an area where you you couldn't we couldn't go higher in the in the space by digging the basement out or anything else because of the cost of that, we made this visual effect Mm that the the client you know was just like but this is really kind of cool actually it turned out really yeah and that's
2: kind of trendy you see that like restaurants and things now the exposed roof it's kind of yeah it's yeah it's a little bit more industrial
1: feeling and looking you know it's not a a complete formal finish but more people are introducing that casual industrial rustic feel in their home and it's turning out really beautiful you know that's part you hear me rave about my bathroom how much i love my bathroom I did that to the ceiling in there. Now mine's on the second floor. So I was up in the attic and I actually then finished the backside of the, of the joist, my ceiling joist, and that's exposed in my bathroom. And I created a tray effect in there and put in some old ship lights and all that stuff. And it just cool. t- turned out beautiful. And, and, I, and it you know, feels like my bathroom ceilings higher. And uh, that was a really cool thing to do. And I actually, I saw that in a kitchen in a magazine a few years earlier and I tore the page out, um, because I, I thought, Oh, that's really neat. I love that look yeah. in the, in the kitchen. It was really cool how they did that. And then I just took it to a different level because I made it feel more of like a tray versus full exposure. And, um, I could move all my wiring and my vents and plumbing, you know, everything that I had, I moved up above that area. So it's clean. So you don't see all, any, you don't see stuff. anything. It's all clean. Very cool. So, turned out really neat. Yep. So it's fun. And, and, you know, those are the th- kind of things that sometimes a designer can help you think of that. But, you know, for, for, um, you know, Angie in Arlington, you know, that, uh, you know, it's the jury's still out on what her final decision is going to be. But I do know that the final decision is not to dig her basement yeah, floor yeah, yeah. That was very easily uh, done. Now, we still have coming up that interview, that very special interview with your wife. That's right. Now we can either play that now and then have one more question because I got one more good question. It's my favorite one for the day, uh, or we can do. Yeah, I'm going to well, dealer's choice. That's a great,
2: that's right a great tease. So, so let's play Mallory, my wife. Now, yeah, okay. And then you say your favorite question of. of the Oh, day. it's a good one.
1: It's a loaded question. Oh, great. So oh, perfect. Let's go ahead and get your wife. We can hear what she has to say let's do it. and go from there. All right, folks, it's the it's the point in the show you've been waiting for. And we've been waiting for it really for 66 or 67 episodes now.
2: I've been building this up quite a bit, haven't I? Yeah. I want
1: to see how all this education, all the hard work we've been putting in every week into these podcasts, how it's paid off at home. So we have Greg's wife, Mallory, here with us. The kids are out running around eating dilly bars, eating pizza, nachos, donuts, a little bit of everything right now. So they're not going to sleep tonight. So the two of you are going to be up all night. So Mallory... How has Above Grade impacted your life?
0: So many positive ways. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anything you can talk about on the air? Because we, we've we heard in the studio how it's impacted things.
0: It really has. Gre- well, Greg's much more knowledgeable now on things.
1: That's good. When I, like,
0: mention something, he can actually understand what I'm talking about. And he is more open to my ideas, I think.
1: Oh, so there... So, they're your ideas, you're going to implement them. Now it's just getting him on board. So, this show has helped get him on board with your vision
0: Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty so much the way our up, marriage is. he hasn't goes. applied anything
1: to a shared vision whatsoever.
0: No, nothing's really shared. It's usually comes from me in trying to talk him into it.
2: Why aren't you hosting the show with right? me then?
0: You know I asked him that once.
2: <laughs> what? See, to my defense, I'm doing all the heavy labor. Like we talked about the mulching and uh, all that stuff. That's you know, that's Please what don't don't say heavy do.
1: labor to a woman who has two children uh, running yeah, around yeah, here. Yeah, that's just very true. That's uh that's kind of <laughs> That's going to cost you, brother. Just I'm, be I'm careful. I'm digging myself in a hole. I should, yes, yes, you are.
2: yes, she's right. I, I, uh, I'm more open to all of her great ideas. All right, so
1: I'm sure, because you listen to Above Grade and you like to hear your husband's handiwork every week.
0: I do. You're
1: also getting knowledgeable I, with this uh. whole thing. So you heard just a few weeks ago, and I want to hear you uh, really talk about what the next steps are with Fort and Ironworks.
0: I know a Fortin iron works, and I know that we need to uh, get some I think there's two
1: birds and one stone that's going to occur in that one with the railing that you're looking for. But then just home decor and some of the cool vintage stuff they have in there that will really help style your home.
0: Well, and that's what's so neat about Fortin. I, I just like going into that store because... Oh, she's
2: been there without you. I haven't. I tried to impress her, but she already knew that one. I go, oh, took the wind out of my sail.
0: I know. He said, "Well, I don't know if you've heard of this place," and I'm like, "Of course course I I have." Oh gosh. (laughs) He doesn't know. Sorry, man. We can't even help
1: you on above grade. (laughs)
0: He's he's introduced me to a few things, but not many. Um, But yeah, we need to we need to figure out the railing. And then, yeah, I mean, it's such a neat accent to a house to include any sort of... Do you
1: want to use have
2: a project and use Schluter by chance?
0: <laughs> oh, the Schluter. We, we, we've we used the Schluter.
2: Oh. Well, tell them about the project. Do you remember the project we I just was trying to hit you on about the fan in the attic? Yeah. There's a solar fan in the attic that, oh, yeah. that, that vents and it. Mike so Lang from
1: Mabel Roofing
2: was talking about. So yeah. that it makes the, the attic a lot... Cooler and then right, that's
0: energy efficient. You did tell me about that. I was, yeah.
1: So that's his contribution to your home, and the rest is you.
0: Exactly. That's good. You're Thank already you one thing, plans. yes. One
1: thing. Thank and a standing same plan. roof, potentially. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Maybe. Maybe.
1: All right. Well, I see your little ones uh, don't have any sweets in their hands right oh, now. There and They're is not a eating sweet. anything. Oh, yeah, there is a <laughs> sweet in their hand. Heaven oh, forbid. Eat that. Uh oh. Yeah, they can both have I think it might be time to uh, time to, to, to end this segment of the night. podcast, Mallory. Wonderful having you with us. Thank Great you. to finally meet you I on know, the program. It's been way
0: too. And there might be long. an
1: opportunity to get you on more often, since really he's been hiding. I'm the brains
0: you. behind this whole operation. Absolutely.
1: So now that we know that
0: <laughs> our house with we might be changing projects. the intro.
1: I'm sorry, Greg. Yeah. It just might happen. Well, there it was. That was the interview yeah. you've all been waiting for.
2: So, yeah, I mean, I guess there's no hiding behind the fact that I talk a big game, but she really isn't as impressed as I'd like to pretend. Well, and she wasn't really bashful about letting that be known. (laughs) No. uh, she
1: really kind of jumped over uh, all over the fact that she's kind of the brains behind the operation at at home. I mean— I mean, I, I'm glad you contributed the attic fan, but yeah, it sounds yeah. like, you know, yeah. there's 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 still a long way to go for you. I mean, there's, I, you
2: can only go up. You know, I do a lot of little projects that she doesn't know about, you know, that aren't big and glamorous, but need to get done, like changing the furnace filter. You know, you yeah. don't see that on the honey-do list, but I got to do it, and I know to do it. I know how that's to do true. it. True, that's true. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, hopefully, she listens to this and then realizes just how much more credit she should be giving you yes, for all those little exactly. behind-the-scenes things, that, honey. That you've been doing, but yeah, it was a treat getting to know her, and boy, the the kids. I loved getting a chance to hear them at the end, <laughs> needing you know the sweets had already kicked in. Uh, welcome <laughs> to my life.
2: Oh gosh, And now you was wonder great. why I don't have any time to yeah. uh, to do any projects around the house.
1: Yeah, well, and I, I wondered why you were asking me to do two episodes at a time instead of <laughs> just one, so now I know. That's awesome. Well, hey, I want to get on to this last question, right. okay, and ahead. this is a doozy because it's kind of a, a whole bunch of questions and then maybe his own solution all in one. So I'm going to read this. This is Mark from Bexley. He says, My windows leak a lot of air, but they are original to the house with diamond-patterned glass and what looks like lead glass, divider, whatever you call it. Can these be (laughs) repaint repaired or do they need replaced? Do they even make windows like this? Because I like the look of them. I'm sure you'll tell me anything can be done for a price, but I don't want to blow my retirement on windows. Maybe I'll just sell my home. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) The guy was a bag of (laughs) emotions
2: that day. Yeah. Uh, Well, he he must've been working on a project with his wife also um <laughs> <laughs> even, i just i
1: like how sometimes people think through their questions as they're answering <laughs> wow. yeah they're right yeah, they're getting their,
2: their uh, uh... you know i that's a i i'm and i'm gonna lean on you a lot this is that's a that's a great question i know we've had a few uh, window experts on the show yep and they the in um some of them sound like they could do um recreate some of these original looks um but you know, again, at what at, for what price or, uh, you know, or does he just bite the bullet and and get some cookie cutter windows that he can afford? But then he might not like the look as much, but he's not blowing his retirement. I don't know. I, I mean, he is all over the place. What did what did you respond to him? I think he uh, <laughs> understands that
1: the type of windows that those um, diamond pattern windows that he referred to the what whatever you call it or whatever you call it Yeah. Um, they are single pane glass and are true leaded glass and they're beautiful, but they are very inefficient and, uh, they were even inefficient at the time they were made. And that is lead that's between the, um, the panes of glass and it's really, they're really beautiful, Mm -hmm. They're really fun to look at. You go through Bexley and you see that's some of the charm and character of those homes. Right, right. And in older parts of Arlington and Grandview Heights, you see those types of windows, but they're single pane. And there's a couple things you can, you can do. Yeah, they're, they, they can be remade. Uh, there are manufacturers of windows that will remake them but then double-pane them, and they're very, very, very expensive. Uh, the architectural review likes to have you replace windows with something like that. But what most places have done is those windows, they modify them so you still see that on the outside, but then there's a window that's built to go on the inside of the home that's mm. the efficient side of things so you still see it through the window right but you have an actual window that's double pane that has the argon gas it's low e all those things um that's are really what we want from an energy efficiency standpoint in homes today um, that's back behind there so there are, you can have companies make those windows and replacement be similar they're not going to be that exact same thing, or you can have a window that's put behind it that you see through and you see that, but their efficiency is gained through the actual window that that, right. that thing it's it, it just kinda lays over it. With, yeah. With, just kinda lays it over it and you see it and it looks good. So there's a few ways to attack that, or you can always just sell the home and let the next person deal <laughs> and with and it. Which you know, quite it. frankly, some people some people actually go that route. So yeah, we don't want people to blow their retirement on anything, um, and Windows would be a bad way to do that. But I love that question because he kind of just goes on and on. He kind of rambles. And on, And it's like, well, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> He's, I don't know. Uh, maybe he'll sell the home. But, you know, a, a window expert, you know, someone from Marvin or even Pella Windows, they make uh, custom, they'll do custom Windows. But, boy, they they do, they add up. You can do just about anything. He's right for a price. I sure. think you even said that
2: earlier on the show. Right. Well, and, and like, like the tip of the week, um, I can't recall specifically uh, uh, what the shows when when they were, but we have we've had a couple of window experts on, and um, you can yeah. find those uh, those episodes in the above grade archives.
1: Yeah, well, and if you forgot what the tip of the week, plain and simple, if you're liking this episode of Above Grade, you need to download all the other episodes and binge listen to the point of addiction. If you're already <laughs> addicted, send us your questions to abovegrade@jsbrowncompany.com. So I, that was worth reading that tip again because. We love to hear, and th- this is really fun today. I, I love to read some good. of the questions that we come across, and there there's always something on people's minds, and we just want to extract that from your mind right now. Don't be afraid to ask a question. Don't ever think that's a dumb question. You'll notice that all these questions um, that we read on the air, we didn't make fun of anybody, did we? Nope. Yeah, so they were good questions. They're great questions. and
2: I mean, and that's the thing is, I could relate to someone, almost every one of these questions in some way or form. I think it's just, we all have different homes and different situations, but- uh, Kind of the same problems we're all struggling with. Absolutely. Well, that about wraps it up for today. What do you say? Yeah. I mean, we got oh. a lot of great info. This is like a, another episode of just tips for it's a uh, blockbuster video. Yeah, it. it's like
1: a blockbuster uh, a podcast right here. So it. it's a it's a good one. We got to meet Mallory and hear <laughs> <all> <laughs> my about, better <laughs> half. Yeah, your better half. But then, yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. No kidding. And then, of course, that reminder uh, when you go and you listen to all these podcasts, make sure you rate and review us. Let us know how we're doing. And that about wraps up this week. And until next week, this is Bryce Jacob with J.S. Brown & Company wishing you a great week to build from.
2: Above Grade is a Columbus Radio Group production and produced by me, Greg Hansberry.